0: Hello, and welcome to Uncomfy Questions, the podcast where I interview guest speakers to answer listeners' uncomfortable questions. Today's guest is Mars, a Mexican-American student from California who attends a predominantly white school. Hello, Mars. It's so good to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: My question for you today is, what is it like being surrounded by people who do not look like you?
1: It's a complicated question, really, because I wouldn't be able to tell you what it feels like to be around people that are like me, since I haven't really experienced it.
0: Is there a feeling of loneliness maybe that comes with it? Is that what you might describe it as?
1: I definitely might. Uh, It varies, I think, by time and by who I'm surrounded by. But yeah, it comes all down, I think, to loneliness.
0: And I think a big part of that is not just people's appearance, right? It's the fact that everybody around you has different upbringing and cultural values than you do.
1: Absolutely, because everyone around me, I understand, obviously, are of different backgrounds, different, uh, I guess, a different descent.
0: In addition to just loneliness, have you... I mean, I hope not, but have you experienced maybe some hate or racism coming at you from children at your school?
1: I definitely have. I've experienced it not only from the kids, but from the teachers as well. Uh, This was years ago, but I have experienced it from a teacher.
0: Is there any suggestion you have at how schools can avoid something like that?
1: It would definitely be training. I think uh, the district has to focus to train the teachers not to act, I guess, in a way so childish, I guess you can say, when Mm -hmm. it comes to people or students of different backgrounds.
0: I know my school, which is in a similar area to yours, has some school clubs created specifically for minority groups where the students can come together and for once be surrounded by people who they are similar to. Does your school have something like that? And would you think it's actually beneficial to students?
1: There are definitely clubs of different things, of course, you know, uh, there are clubs for the LGBTQ community or um, for Christians, uh, I think, but from my understanding, there really isn't a Mexican-American club. So I think that would be definitely a good idea to add to ours.
0: What was just overall your experience with having such a different life at home compared to the life you have at school? Because I'm sure there's some cultural differences.
1: There absolutely is, you know. Here at home, uh, obviously, we speak Spanish. That That is the main language. My parents do not speak any other language than Spanish. They understand a little English, but that's it. Because of that, we listen to Mexican music, uh, Latin mm-hmm. music. We obviously eat Latin foods. You know, there are those key factors. And obviously, at school, you don't really see that. I I can't really talk to my friends about, you know, some a Hispanic singer because they would never know who they are.
0: Is there anything else that you would want to bring up that maybe we haven't talked about yet concerning this topic?
1: There are definitely a lot of different things to talk about when it comes to being a Mexican-American at at a majority of a white school. But I guess the main thing to realistically, to realistically talk about here is just you hear a lot of different things on the news. You hear, you know how people are being targeted because of their race or because of just in general, what they look like, how they dress. Um, And of course us, my family being uh, Mexicans, we obviously don't look like an average American. We don't look white. We don't have the blonde hair. We don't have the blue eyes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a key factor to think about.
0: You know, that's a very interesting perspective for me because my parents are also immigrants. So I come from an immigrant family, but we're all very white. And so if I didn't tell people this, especially because I don't have any kind of accent in English, most people wouldn't even notice or realize that maybe I come from a different country. So I've always kind of found it interesting and I was always curious about what it would be like to be unable to hide that because I was always kind of able to play pretend and just fit in with the American society without anybody having to know.
1: See, I can honestly tell you, I was not so lucky to have that privilege when I was younger. When I was younger, I had an accent, a really rough accent when I spoke English. So I would be made fun of by the other students or by the other kids. And that also came to the teacher.
0: That's terrible.
1: It definitely was. But in a way, it's, it's taught me to, I guess, stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely did not have that. I've, if you were to ever meet me, I guess, in real life, you would honestly uh, realize I'm a shy person. I'm not really an outgoing person. But I've definitely been able to grow up and learn to defend myself to say, hey, do not say that to me or
0: hey, that's not cool. I'm very glad that you're able to stand up for yourself and not just suffer through these terrible disgraces. But um, it's awful that you have to do that, though. Is there something that maybe schools can implement to lessen that so students don't have to suffer?
1: For me personally, I think it goes back to ethnic studies, for example. Mm -hmm. That's a fight that a lot of students have been going on around here in California in particular about to implement ethnic studies as a required course. And I think that would be an awesome idea because it teaches students, you know, not to discriminate against others. Uh, They learn about their history. They learn about what's been going on in the history of this country, uh, not only with Mexican-Americans, but with with the Jewish, with the African-Americans, with a lot of different minority groups.
0: So do you think a lot of the hate that people put forth comes from just not being aware and not knowing maybe all the details
1: I don't think it's the main thing or the only thing realistically but Mm -hmm. it can be a a huge factor
0: it's terrible that students especially I mean in this day and age and in the U.S. which is such a blended country overall that this is still happening to students like you and I'm just I'm so sorry and of course I'm sure most people wish that would change
1: I, I personally would hope that would change at some point, at least by the time that I have my own kids or maybe when I have grandkids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it sounds horrible to wait so long, but to be realistic, that's what it sounds like it's going to be.
0: I agree. It's been painfully slow. I hope we as a society will get to a better place one day, and hopefully sooner than later.
1: Definitely hope so, too.
0: Do you have any parting words for our listeners that you would want them to know about this topic before we go?
1: Yes. uh, I think, I think I mentioned it before, but just to basically say, we're not the enemy. You know, you hear in the news uh, so many horrible things, so many horrible, I guess you can say stereotypes about Mexican Americans in particular. And we're not, not all of us are what they say we are. We, I'm, I'm not going to say also, you know, in particular what we are, but I'm, I'm going to say we're not all bad. We're not all, you know, that stereotype of who you think we are.
0: I think it's always really important to remember that every single person is different, especially when it comes to personality. And even if people are grouped together, you can't just assume that everybody will behave the exact same way. And kind of going off of that, dear listeners, as always, please remember that the information you heard today is just one speaker's personal opinion, and do not assume that everyone has the same view. Thank you.